This episode of The Text Here is brought to you by Private Internet Access. Pay only $2.91 a month US and get two years of secure web browsing. Sydney's Freshest Tech Podcast, hosted by Harry and Andrew. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Tech Sphere. This is episode number 11. My name is Harry. And I'm Andrew. And in this episode of the Tech Sphere, Apple has announced three new iPhones, Tor releases an Android version of their browser, we investigate the upcoming 5G mobile network in Australia, and Harry and I talk about our first tech experiences. Oh yeah. All that and more up next. So as we're all aware, the dark web could be a scary place. Ooh. It's filled with assassins for hire, uh, larger freedom of speech access. That's a scary thing. <laughs> yeah. And of course, it wouldn't be the dark web without it. Drugs, to name a few things. Are you speaking from experience, Harry? <laughs> no. <laughs> But, you know, so firstly, you know, if you want to actually connect to um, the dark web, you know, you should always use a VPN and maybe, you know, considering checking out our uh, show sponsors, a slight little plug right there, PIA. <laughs> show, a link will be in the show notes, of course. We, we do hope our, our uh, um, listeners do not participate in such dark uh, misery. Yeah. But, you know, of course, play it safe. As, but as we live always. in a free world, so. Yeah. But after that, you also have to have access to a special browser. Now, on PC and Mac, you know, you're all sorted. You've got Tor, you've got I2P, you've got Hulix. Uh, but for phones being, you know, for most people, it's your main browser. You're not going to be using, most of the time, you're not going to be using a, um, a PC. But there hasn't been too many options until now. That's crazy to think that it's taken them this long. I mean, who who goes home purposely to go on their laptop and be like, okay, I really need to order an assassin now. Yeah. It's always on the go. Yeah. So Tor is in the right place here. <laughs> Before we actually get started into this topic, Andrew, I'm just wondering, have you ever visited the dark web for whatever reason? I have not. Um, in, in fact, I had, even though I've done no research on it, so that makes sense <laughs> that I have no clue on how to access it. It's it's always been something that I've been curious about, but mm. it's always come across as um, insanely dangerous and like, yeah, I think I want to avoid it. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. So Tor has actually released their own version of their Tor browser for Android. So it actually won't be released until early 2019, as Tor said in their blog, on the 7th of September. Um, so it's got all the same features as um, the desktop version of Tor. So, you know, being able to block trackers, which I think is very important. Yeah. Considering the kind of sites you may be getting onto. But I think the big question here is... What about if you're on iOS, like you, Android? Uh, Android. <laughs> like oh, you. I'm an Android now. <laughs> yeah. You know. Unfortunately, I can't access the dark web natively. or Not natively. There is no native way to access the dark web. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, but the, it's not just Tor. Yeah. Well, there are browsers, but nothing that Tor themselves have officially made. So, yeah. Yeah. So, at the moment, uh, they recommend Onion Browser because it'll make you cry. If you do intend on accessing the dark web for whatever reason that may be and you're an android and you can feel a little safer yeah and, and Tor p- 
seems to be your favorite browser off you go well it's definitely the biggest yeah that's i've i've heard that name everywhere everyone on the internet has heard of tor in some fashion when you're you're torn between two web browsers <laughs> stop ah uh, i've never done a pun in the show really this is the first huh i'm proud well there you guys. go <laughs> <laughs> on to the next one and i'm actually kind of uh really interested about this story because as, yeah you know as you know andrew i am all for convenience so am I, because I'm a lazy prick. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it looks like that Woolworths too, um, you know, up for this convenience factor for their customers. So on September the 6th, so once again, a little old, but eh, Woolworths announced that they'll be trialing a similar system to that of Amazon's checkout free stores. So, that, you know, I'm sure many people who are interested in tech kind of stuff uh, aware of but it isn't as advanced no let's say that typical australia yeah we are in australia folks so hold your horses it's going to be called scan and go what a terrible name yeah scan and go hey guys i'm off to scan and go uh so it's not like amazon where you can walk in and take a product and that's it you you still got to physically scan it I can already see problems. With, with an app on your phone, and then it, it goes from there. So essentially, it's like your self-serve checkout, except the self-serve checkout machine is your phone. So they're currently doing trials, and if you live near Double Bay, which is in New South Wales, for our Australian listeners, you'll be able to uh, go to their store and try it for yourself. I know Ooh, I really... I didn't know that. Yeah. But as you can probably imagine... It's going to be a bit problematic, I think, this this system, how they've set it up, because, well, you have to you have to manually scan your, yeah. your items. Yeah. And, like, theft. <laughs> yeah. If you don't scan it and you walk out, no one's really going to know or be able to catch up on that. Yeah. Um, and, well, unless they've got some sort of, like, you know, person standing guard, but... Yeah. I mean, how effective are they, honestly? Yeah. I'm not saying that they're not effective, but they're just... They're not effective. They're not effective. <laughs> Sorry, guys, if you're a security uh, person out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a great... I guess it's a great uh, innovation. Yeah. Or at least a step that they're trying to make in order to move forward in the uh, supermarket sort of environment. Um, but, I mean, it's... Yeah, with the whole scanning idea is... it places a lot of trust in in the consumer yeah trust and, i don't think they can have yeah exactly and i mean heck if you're gonna scan one item you never know it could be a strawberry and mm-hmm. you might forget <laughs> the needle that's in it you might you might miss scanning out on that uh we can't have strawberries can we <laughs> <laughs> keep buying strawberry folks just just be wary i guess we will you know see how it goes and hopefully we will we will Andrew and I will be able to, uh, to give it a little, out. a little trial ourselves. And buy my um, uh, my monthly supplies of unhealthy food. <laughs> oh, yes. I want chips. Chips, chips, chips. Talking about unhealthy foods, though, you should never eat an Apple product. No, don't eat don't That eat was a horrible product. segue, but it works nonetheless. <laughs> Apple has announced new iPhones. It is that time of year where people go crazy. Mm. I don't, because, yeah. Talking about which, I've actually picked up a... Mm, not new new for me a new iphone it's the the product red iphone 8 and Ooh, i freaking love it i bet you do i mean it's the exact same thing as the iphone 6 <laughs> it's just red and like a little bit faster but yeah. it's cool i like it's it red. i'm an apple fan shut up 
three new phones and, yeah. an, and, an, and an Apple Watch or an iWatch, whatever yes. you want to call it. Apple Watch. Yeah. Don't you dare call it an iWatch. <laughs> it should you, be iWatch. You have offended many people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, there's the iPhone XS. XS? Hmm. In, in excess. In excess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also the iPhone XS Max. These are terrible names. Yes, agreed. And the iPhone XR. I'm confused already. Yeah, the iPhone XS and the XX Max. Max is their top tier phone for those people who have a large amount of money to spend. A large <laughs> amount of money to spend. Highlight that sentence there. And then like increase the font by five and then... Ugh. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so the iPhone XS Max is essentially what used to be called the plus of the phones. They've decided to just change the name. Let's just get on with the specs. Yeah. (laughs) The XS, it's got a 5.8 inch screen. So that's that's a nice size screen. It's not too big. Uh, So that's a Super Super Retina HD OLED screen. Yes. Why can't they just say like something that's not long and wordy because it's got to be super <laughs> super retina hd <laughs> anyway uh it's also got an hdr screen which you know that's old now yeah it's, wow. it's a thing oh thanks apple. apple thanks apple <laughs> um and it ha- it's a 24 20 2436 by 1125 pixel inch screen and it's a 456 pixels per inch screen. That is quite a super retina indeed. Yes. And so it's slightly larger than an iPhone 8 or a Pixel 2 for us Android users. So, yeah. Um, and also for the, the Max variant, it's a 6.5 inch screen, super, the super retina HD OLED screen. Why not? Um, HDR, of course, a 2688 by 1242 pixel screen with a PPI of 456. And it's about the same size of an iPhone 8 Plus. And actually, I just um, I saw it yesterday at JB Hi-Fi. And it's, oh, it's, did you? Yeah, both of them. And Ooh. the iPhone XS Max is the same size as the Samsung Galaxy S8 Plus. And then there's the iPhone XR. Yeah, for those who don't want to spend it's, almost $1,500. I don't, I don't want to know. I really don't want to know because <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just got my iPhone 8. <laughs> so it's, um, I guess, if you want to compare it to another Apple product, it could be the same concept as the iPhone SE. Yes. Um, it's the cheaper iPhone for, <laughs> cheaper. for, for people like us. Uh, that comes in white, black, blue yellow coral which is like a light orange kind of color and product red so it's not a special thing anymore product red it's it's Eh, not as special yeah but it's a little bit larger than your iphone 8 at 6.1 inch with a a retina display just a standard retina not super retina and it's an lcd yeah lcd screen so you do sat on that oled hdr goodness um and slightly lower resolution at 1729 by 828. And that's at a uh, 326 pixels per inch. Ding! So, obviously, 
lower in terms of all your fancy features and nice things, but it still looks great. I mean, it, that's pretty well on par with the iPhone 8s at the moment as far as I'm aware. Yeah. So if you don't mind the look of them, then that shouldn't be a worry for you. If you want something better, um, you get what you pay for. Now, these phones um, obviously have different capacities. So you're looking at the 64 gigs, 128 gigs, and 256 gigs. Um, as you can see, just like before, they've gotten rid of the 32 or 16 or... Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean... Not that anyone these days would probably want yeah. 32 or 16. It, it, it wasn't exactly. overly popular, was it? No, no. Unless you want an really. iPhone and then you didn't want to pay the price. And then, yeah. But then... Then they don't deserve iPhones. <laughs> Simple as that. So in terms of design, it's uh, pretty much take your iPhone 10, your iPhone X, however the frick you want to call it. Mm. And uh, yeah, just enlarge it a little bit. Yeah. And with new colors and whatnot, it's a little bit fancier. It looks... I mean, it looks cool. I would, yeah. I'm saying to myself that as much as I like them, I don't want them because it doesn't have a home button. Mm. But really deep down, I don't care. I just want it. <laughs> but I'm sad because I bought this one because I'm impatient. Yeah. A true tone display though. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and the A12 Bionic chip. Which is just Which Apple's is. way of saying it's slightly faster. Yep. I guess. New phone, slightly better performance. Surprise, surprise. Four gigs of RAM. Mm, could have more, but I guess it's enough for <laughs> well, what they use. Seeing, well, I mean, to be fair, the operating system is quite efficient. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but something that is cool is the 8-core neural engine. With, oh, that um, looks really, really cool. Yeah, with machine learning processor. Yeah. So this helps along with augmented reality. Um, yeah, pretty much that. And also actually is a good driver behind, if you guys are aware of the new measure tool that, oh, yeah. the, uh, that they've introduced. Um, and it's actually on, on the iPhone 8 that I got, I've, I've just <laughs> discovered it last night, to be honest. <laughs> um, it is crazy accurate. Like, holy crap. I've, I took a... Um, Measuring tape, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, and measured point to point, and it was spot on to the mill. That's good. So I was, I mean, I'm sure they said that different circumstances will take place in how you hold the phone and whatnot. Mm. But as far as it goes, it's if you want a good estimate, I wouldn't build a house with it, or would I? The Apple house. Imagine uh, Apple would. Oh, imagine that if if Apple built a house. They would be like, oh, well, we're not going to give you any tape measures. You're going to use iPhones and that's it. <laughs> oh, they would so do that. This they? season on the block, sponsored <laughs> by Apple. Um, oh, don't do that block, please. <laughs> please don't do that. You're already terrible. <laughs> Let's talk about prices because we all want to oh, know this. I don't want to talk about prices. Do we have to? Uh, yeah, no. If you guys are really interested, you can look it for yourself. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, you know. Okay, we should probably mention. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can already you can already buy the phone. It's yeah. out. So people have already gotten it. Mm-hmm. But jealous. if you really want one, they start. <laughs> Sit down, everyone. I hope you're all sitting down. If you're on a bus, if you're on the train, whatever, on wherever you are, hold on to something nice and tight because you're going to be paying from, <laughs> not upwards of from. One thousand six hundred twenty-nine Australian dollars um, for the iPhone XS, and if you want to get the iPhone XX, SX Max, 
you can go from 1,799 Australian dollars from. Yeah. From. Ouch. And that would be, I assume, from the 64 gig. Yeah. So <laughs> you're probably looking at over two grand for a 256 gig. But if you want to, if you're a little cheapo, and you don't have that much to fork out, but you still... I mean, some. I wouldn't even say if you're a cheapo. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you just don't want to... <laughs> like, all right, iPhone XR from 1299 <sighs> Oh, man. This is not fair. I mean, you know, iPhone XR doesn't seem too bad. Yeah, it doesn't. I like, mean, it, it, I would... I think I would be fine with that. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I don't mind I the color. So. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, well, in, in terms of colors, I don't really care because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wrap it in a skin from D Brand, not true. sponsored, not sponsored, <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored at all. No, I love D Brand. Um, yeah, no, true or a case. Yeah, yeah, you got a very good point. And you know, because it's got everything else pretty much. It's got yeah, 12 megapixel camera, 1.f, uh, 1.8f aperture thingy, <laughs> uh, words. An um, 7 megapixel front camera with true depth fa- and face ID. Mm. Uh, yeah. No optical zoom, but I mean, it's not the most important thing in a camera. Yeah. For, well, you know, at least for, um, for, you know, for phones. For phones, yeah. Optical image stabilization. It has got that, so that's good. Uh, one meter of water resistance for up to 30 meters, minutes. Wireless charging, dual SIM support as well. Yeah, I mean, doesn't seem too bad. Yeah, and um, in Australia, you, you can get you can pre-order yours from the nineteenth uh, of October. If you're looking for a new phone, don't want to spend as much as the iPhone X S X S Max. Gosh, they're a mouthful. It is. Oh, what were they thinking? Steve Jobs, come back, please. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's enough on iPhones. Yeah, I think one more thing to mention though, they have released the Apple Watch fourth gen. Oh, oh okay. No, I'm I Which I was I never really interested in smartwatches, but this kind it. of sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. So let's let's talk about the curved screen because yeah. it's good. It's nice. Um, their displays are a little bit larger, a little bit more edge to edge like the whole trendy thing these days. Yeah. And it's, uh, I saw one in person, actually. Ooh, it's did really, you? It's really nice. Did you get to touch it? I did. What did it feel like? Amazing. <laughs> I <need one>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, the display is really, because like with, I've, got, I've still got the Series 1 and it's, it's going great. Battery yeah. life is absolutely great for some reason. I, maybe I jinxed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yes, it's like, the display is a lot brighter, a lot more vibrant, um, larger, which is nice. And overall, it's just, uh, I try not to be an Apple fanboy here, but it's just designed so greatly. Yeah, Apple does have a way with um, design. I'm all about aesthetics, so yeah, I don't care about functionality. <laughs> which is why I'm an Apple fan. Mm, the interesting thing that I really like is the new health features. Yeah. So yep. you, it'll be able to detect falls in, you know, heart rate and all that kind of stuff uh, and display notification for you to, you know, contact, you know, a doctor, which is, yeah. I think, a good thing to do. <laughs> Keeping an eye out for you. It'll also be able to scan your heart rate in the background, you know, for like low heart rate or any kind of like heart problems, which, yeah, is important. <laughs> yes. So it's definitely helpful. Actually, 
on that, um, oh, when was this? I think about two years ago when I went to see my doctor. Because mm-hmm. uh, I do have, well, it's better. I don't know. <clears throat> did, did Ish have a heart condition? Um, and uh, he was like, uh, it, it'll be good over the next week if you could check your, your heart rate quite regularly. And I'm like, oh, do I have the right tool for that? <laughs> Thanks, Apple. Thanks, Apple. <laughs> Making recording it easy. And it's actually, it's really accurate. Because mm. um, I got a, a uh, what do you call it? A blood pressure monitor at home, which mm. monitors my heart, heart rate. And it's like within one or two beats per minute um, within range. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely great. Um, if you have a, a heart issue, then... Maybe you could sit. No, I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, actually, another great thing though, not only heart rate, is that it will be able to measure electrocardiograms or ECGs. Yeah, it's the first straight over from the, the counter. What the heck? Yeah, that's crazy. So, like, you know, normally you have to get like a, a big machine or something to yeah be able to measure that kind of thing, but now it's on your hand. Yeah. How good? That's like, going to be, uh, I think, a. Maybe not revolutionary, but definitely game changer. Yeah. Yeah, All the more reason for me to go on. Breathe in, breathe out. Put your hand into your pocket, pull out your iPhone, and drop it on the floor. Come join Android. (laughs) Sponsored by the Harry for Android Party, Sydney. You know what? As we kind of saw before, the iPhones are kind of expensive. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at least for Australia, if you wanted to get your hands on the new phone, you can actually expect to pay between $75 and $277 <laughs> a month. <laughs> it doesn't stop. <laughs> that is more than my car insurance. I don't... Yeah. Andrew, Andrew you, you can do this one. Telstra is promoting a 24 month 90 gigabyte. Ooh, uh, that's a lot. But I mean, come on, hang on. I'm not finished. Uh, 90 gigabyte <laughs> lease plan. Lease? For, yeah, lease for $119 a month for the iPhone XS 64 gig. No, no, that's not like, nice. Your, your base new iPhone, uh, besides the XR. Um, and then. $134 for the iPhone XS Max, 64 gig. Its cheapest lease plan available is $99 for the XS on a 24-month contract with the priciest, oh my gosh, $199 for a non-leased XS Max on an unlimited plan. Think about it, guys. $200 a month. Why? That's like a, a full day's worth of work. Actually, you know what? No, don't do it. <laughs> That's pretty much the summary. <laughs> um, the most affordable non-lease plan is $124 a month. And that's for Telstra. If you're wanting to go with Optus, their cheapest plan for the XS 64 gigs starts from $75 a month. That's not too bad. Not, yeah. I that, mean, it's, it's, it's expensive. 64 gig. So it'll be, yeah. I'm guessing around 100 for 128 yeah. or 256. Um yeah, so that's over a 24-month lease contract with four gigs of... Oh, like, what a joke. Oh, what? <laughs> no. four gigs of data. Uh, and for non-lease contracts, $85 uh, 
and then up to $170 a month for a 24-month non-lease and 200 gigs. Jeez, what a jump. That is a jump, isn't it? Last but not least, Vodafone. Well, not, you know, once this uh, emoji goes through, maybe not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They don't offer any lease plans. Of course. With the cheapest option, the XS64. On a 36-month plan, you're looking at $80.25 a month with two gigs of data. (laughs) So basically, open Instagram twice a month. (laughs) Uh, The most expensive on offer is an XS Max 512 gig, (laughs) setting you back $277.41 a month. No. Over 12 months. With 100 gigs of data. Well, you know what? At least you've got 100 gigs. Let me pull out the quick calculator. All right. So, 277.41 times 12. You're paying 3.3K over the year for your phone. No. Uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. uh, This is why I don't like one Apple and two Australian telcos. Moving on to our next story, actually. Telstra, as expensive as they are... We can't blame them for being the first in Australia to have 5G <laughs> up and running. Yeah. So let's talk about 5G network and move away from all that Apple. There. Uh, I'm sick of Apple. <laughs> so yeah, um, Telstra will be taking big leap into being the first ones in Australia to boast their new 5G network. That shall be fun. That shall be nice and quick. Mm. Um, which we do, we do hope to be... To, to see the other companies follow closely. And I'm sure they will. Releasing their own. Telstra's head of innovation and strategy said, we were downloading movies on 3G in hours. Now we're downloading movies in minutes. With 5G, it'll be seconds. Oh my God. That is a freaking big statement to make. I mean, that is also with like, probably like maybe a hundred people on the, on the network. Yeah. So maybe don't maybe not seconds or yeah, minutes like, it, but it'll be pretty cool. Like my internet is still downloading it in hours. This right. thing's gonna be faster than NBN. Yeah, yeah. Think about that, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's faster uh, than NBN. When wireless technology is quicker than wired technology, because the government is just too cheap. <laughs> what? Who said that? Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. So actually, well. Telstra has actually been testing 5G live mm. since March. Um, we're having the first towers switched on in the Gold Coast, on the Gold Coast, uh, for the Commonwealth Games. So it's, it's been proven. It's not some myth that will happen in the future. It's, it is up and running. That would have been a very good test. Yeah, yeah, especially it's with the, the Commonwealth. The amount of people. Yeah, exactly. So good, good to see. Hopefully they got some good numbers from it. And um, yeah, 5G, here we come. And yeah, Telstra state that there are many amazing uses for this new faster than ever network, which is always, of course, yeah. what happens when you get something that's quicker. Yeah. Um, but I think they were kind of suggesting that one of them would be the potential to have network enabled drones. Uh oh. <laughs> Allowing the pilot to control multiple devices from the one controller. Oh, that's cool. Which is, as with all technology, it's good when it's in the right hands. Yeah. So obviously in this kind of situations it would it would be mainly for search and rescue operations, we bushfires, hope. car accidents, crashes, whatever. We hope. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not gonna happen. 
And if you did want to do other things, just remember Tor is available on Android. So, <laughs> but don't forget your uh, VPN. Yeah, IMPIA. <laughs> Link in the show notes. That's it. Cha-ching. They, wow, they really getting their money's worth. PIA. Yes, they are, especially in today's episode. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of things you can do with that. You know what? I think with that, we need to pay some bills. Don't you think so, Andrew? Andrew, we've all been in this situation, surfing on the web at home, at work, or on the go. But while we're busy watching YouTube clips, someone else could be watching us. That's right. While connected to public Wi-Fi, there could be anyone spying on you. And it's easy as that. Even on your home Wi-Fi, your ISP can tell what you're looking at and when. However, we have a solution for you. And that's private internet access. PIA is a simple-to-use VPN service that provides state-of-the-art multi-layered security and privacy. It can allow you to browse the internet privately and securely, hide your IP address, from the real world and even supports torrenting. All this on up to five devices simultaneously. They have over 3,000 servers in 28 countries which even allow you to unblock sites while traveling. Simply follow the link in the show notes below and sign up for two years of secure internet browsing for only $2.91 US a month. And if you're not happy, you get a seven-day money-back guarantee. Wow, that's pretty good. It's available on Windows, Mac, iPhone, Android, Linux, and Chrome. To get PIA, follow the link in the show notes. Always remember, kids, use protection so andrew as i'm sure you know whenever you type in to you know the internet or that kind of stuff you're always Mm -hmm. putting in the dub 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 or as as the the old people like to call it to shorten it a little bit or you know whatever the world wide web the world wide web for everyone who doesn't know or yeah i don't know (laughs) (laughs) if you don't know then you you wouldn't be able to be listening to this yeah pretty much welcome to the internet guys yes but for google at least they don't want to have the subdomain www anymore because, well, let's be honest, it's not really needed. Yeah, it's a bit redundant these days. So from their latest or, sorry, no, in, in their preview version of uh, Google Chrome, they will no longer be displaying the www uh, subdomain, which, yeah, that's... Yeah. People are getting mad, of course. mm <laughs> I I remember reading a little bit about it and um yeah, people were getting mad. I don't really yeah. see why. Yeah. It's kind of just a thing. People are f- afraid of change. Yeah. But yeah, Google's getting rid of that um because it is redundant. No one's using it. No one says it. Everyone's too lazy to say it and type it. But yeah, there has been a, a fair bit of backlash. <laughs> <laughs> and the main concern is for uh, hackers or like m- malicious or phishing mm, software, fishing. which I guess is, yes, it, it it definitely is a point to make. If you, if you're really worried about it, then maybe you're just not really keeping track mm. of the sites you are visiting. Yeah. Um, from from the audience out there, people have been saying that that their main concern is that um, there are plenty of websites out there that try and mimic other legitimate websites. But the main difference is is that they don't have the www. So by removing it, you kind of remove the um, process of elimination to be able to say, okay, that website is real and that website is not. And yes, it can be dangerous. Say you're on a banking website and you go to www.anz.com.au. Yeah. You go to the website, you do online banking, you pay your assassin, (laughs) off you go, life is good. But... If you somehow end up on uh, just anz.com.au, uh, it could be a completely different website that looks like ANZ, but is just hacking in your details as you type it in. Mm. So 
instead of you paying the assassin, they pay the assassin to kill you, you know. <laughs> You're seeing where this is going, so... Yeah. There is that possibility of danger there, as I said. I guess at points we do have to realise that we got to be careful of our actions that we take. But... You know, if you don't like this, thankfully there is an option to disable this feature. So if, yes. you, if you want it back, you can have it back. There you go, people. Enjoy your your five minutes of realizing it's back. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, people. Change is coming for the better or for the worse. We just gotta embrace it. But talking about change, yeah. NBN is got a got a lot to give back to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, money's going the other way. Yeah, so. For anyone who, you know, has been fairly close to getting their NBN installed, I haven't, not yet, not to like mid next year, but but anyone who has will probably have missed appointments from NBN, which is frustrating for you. You know, you have to wait around and then they just say, oh, sorry, couldn't come or whatever. Yep. Which is annoying. NBN will actually have to pay $25 per missed appointment. The $25 are going to the telecommunications companies as part of an you know agreement with the competition regulator. Good old ACCC. Yeah. <laughs> Got that back. So <laughs> while you might be disappointed that it's not going straight to you and causing you inconvenience, Depending on the actual company, more than likely this $25 will be reimbursed to yourself yeah. for the inconveniences that the NBN has yeah. made. So and plus, you know, it's keeping the NBN on their toes so they know that they, they can't just screw us over. Exactly. Because if they do, they have to pay a fine. And we know when companies have to pay money, they act. Oh, do they act. <laughs> so, yeah. Hopefully that means, in Australia at least, that... Um, Oh, this is so sad to think. Mm, <laughs> Why are we is. so behind? <laughs> Hopefully they're on their feet. They're working around and getting these uh, lovely internet connections done and dusted as promised by whoever like three years ago. Julia Gillard. Oh, that's right. She was the first to bring it up. That's right. Yes. Mm, wow. How far it's changed since then. What's that? Like 20, 2012? Yeah. Far out. Five years. I remember I was eating Chinese at a Chinese restaurant when I when she said that. Ooh. Yeah. Discussion time. So we're going to have another discussion time because oh, yeah. we, we do love a good discussion time, as we've mentioned on the show before. And this time we're going to be talking about uh, what was our first piece of technology that we ever touched because, you know... We loved looking back and reminiscing about how we came to be now yes, in terms of technology, absolutely. at least. Where did it all begin? What about you, Andrew? How did you start? How did I start? I managed to get my hands on a uh, nice little Toshiba laptop. Ugh, Toshiba. That was, um, I think it was an ex-laptop from my dad's work and they were throwing it out. So my dad was like, here you go. <laughs> Here's technically your first laptop, so go wild. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have a laptop now. <laughs> Mind you, this was like when I was four, six or seven. Do you remember the specs? Would have no clue at all, but it was definitely slow. Um, because <laughs> I'm I sure. Definitely remember it being slow at the time. So I'm sure by today's standards, it will be painfully slow. Yeah. <laughs> 
oh, it's like just using any piece of old tech. Yeah. By today's standards, it's super Hear, slow. Hearing that uh, hard drive spool up. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was that, that was an awesome little thing. I mean, I've never really touched a laptop before, like or a, heck, any piece of technology really. And from there, I was like exploring Windows XP and all its greatness, playing Minecraft, playing oh, uh, Minecraft, playing pinball, playing. You know, what else was there? Solitaire. Oh, Solitaire. <laughs> That's a throwback. <clears throat> when the internet wasn't a thing in my knowledge <laughs> and that was enough to entertain me. Oh, those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah. How about you, Harry? Well, back when my, well, about when I was born, my dad, he bought an old, one of the old, really old um, Apple computers. So he bought the Apple Macintosh Ooh. Performer. So uh, he's an the, Apple fan. Mm, well, at least <laughs> back then he was. <laughs> that was that was a really cool thing. Like, so it was originally um, released in 1995. So that mm. was just a little bit before me. I think he got it just as I was born. So it was it, it had already been out for a couple of years. But nice. I remember he always used to like you know we'd always used to sit down and you know because it, it, one of the big features of Apple computers, particularly back in the day, was um, they would have the text-to-voice translator thing. Ah, yes. So, like, and I remember we used to call the computer Rod. I don't know why. We just did. Rodney. And then what would happen is he used to just, you know, I would say, you know, oh, hi, Rod, how's it going? And he would, he would type in to the, into the computer, oh, you know, hello, Harry, I am well. You know, it's a, we, a whole lot of different things. And we just like to have... These little com- these conversations in inverted commas. Just you know, like I, this. I always thought it was the computer talking to me, but it was actually just my dad. Hello, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Rod, you're back from the dead. Rod is back. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, Max can still do this. Yes. Wow, no, that's that's great. Definitely, yeah. Text to speech is uh, is something cool to play with. I definitely was spooked out by that when I first heard it. <laughs> But yeah. so well, we, what we also did is we also got some of the listeners to mm-hmm. uh, communicate with us what their first pieces of tech were. So we got, we got, we got actually, we got, we got a few people. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Surprisingly. <laughs> so we've got, how many got here? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Damn. Ten people. Yeah. And Hi. we got. Um, three people who really went into it. <laughs> yeah. While the others kind of just gave us they just their gave piece us of technology. Yeah. So Boring. let's start off with uh, David. Oh, David. David. Hi, David. David. Thank you for, com- for commenting. Thank you for listening. So your first piece of technology, he said, was the PS1. God, that's oh, old. I never had one. Yeah. I, hmm. I never played it. I used to have a PlayStation 2 from memory. Yeah, was it? yeah, it was it was a PlayStation yeah. 2. Yeah. I was an Xbox kind of guy back then. Oh, were you? Yeah. God, we're always on the different side of the <laughs> fence, aren't we? <laughs> true <laughs> that. Very true. I'm and then you. next was William. Yeah. And he had an iPod Touch. I yes. had one of those. Yeah. So he he had the uh the first iPod Touch. Mm. Which I don't think he has anymore. Mm. Which is, oh, William would be would be great to have still. Ian. Ian, Game Boy Advanced. Try to re- the original Game Boy Advance, that is. Yeah, I, I used to have a Game Boy. I'm trying... Hmm, I think it was the Game Boy Micro. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, I got I got that for Christmas when I was... Oh my gosh. I don't know how old I was, but oh, so, so much fun. Yeah. What, did I ha- what games did I have? I I had a Narnia, the Wizard, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe game. Really? Yeah. Whoa. That was so fun. And um, Dogs Life. Dogs? Golf? You know, no, Dogs. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know that game that then later came on to um, all the Nintendo the, products? Yeah. Nintendo, that was fun. Nintendo DS. Yes. Yeah. And then, oh, um, I'm sure there are others, but I, I, those are the two that really... St- oh, no, Spyro the oh, Dragon. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. That was a good game. Wow. Jeez. Oh, I tripped down memory lane. All right. <laughs> actually, actually, talking about um, DSs, mm-hmm. Sam wrote in and he said that his first real piece of tech was his Nintendo DS Lite. Those were fun. Those were great. Yeah. So I had one. You, did you? I did, yes. I was, I, I played the death out of that thing. A few buttons broke. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had one of those two at some point. Or maybe it was my sister. Hmm. I think it was my sister. I'll, I'll go with my sister. Um, but yeah, so he said he, he got it when he was 10. Wow, that was young. <laughs> and, you know, as I'm sure anyone would be if they got a new piece of tech, he was pretty excited at the time, um, you know, because he hadn't played any kind of video games before. And, you know, he had a lot of really, really fun games, like the site training. God, yeah. Cause that site was, training. Oh. Uh, Nintendo. Wow. <laughs> and also the Mario yeah. Party DS that was game. So that, gotta love Mario. That was heaps of fun. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario 64 on the DS. That was also funny, he yep. says. Um, and then also The Legend of Zelda, Phantom Hourglass. Because, yeah, Sam, I, he's a friend of mine. He is very, very much into his uh, Legend of Zelda games. Yeah, that's a great collection he has there. Yeah, he is really obsessed. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda? Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't go past that. If you guys haven't played it, then I'm afraid you're missing out, really. Yeah. Like, particularly the, um, sorry, to, to take a slight tangent, as we like to do on the podcast, of course, <laughs> um, the, the new Legend of Zelda, uh, I can't remember what it's called, the one that's on the um, the Switch. Yes. Whatever that one's called. Um, Sam will know, and I'm sure he will, I'm sure he will uh, comment and tell me, but this is actually the same Sam that we actually heard before on the podcast when we were at uh, Forbes Street Studios. Ah, yes. Yes. That's right. So, yeah, Sam is continuing to listen even after he was on the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true listener. um, And we also had another Nintendo DS, and uh, that was written in by Lucy. And then we've got Ethan, who had a Game Boy Pocket. Game Boy Pocket, wow. Was that? totally forgot that existed. I guess that was similar to the Micro, similar-ish. I'm not really... Oh, no, no, it was the rectangular one. Yes, the little... The little retro looking. Oh, of course it's retro looking. <laughs> <laughs> little rectangle with the uh, with the curved, curved cor- one yeah. curved corner. And they had a clear version of that as well, which my friend had. Really? And I was so jealous. <laughs> and my other friend had the gold one as well. Mm. And I was there with my Nintendo Advanced SP. And I was just like, yeah, cool. And then Angus, Angus, his first was a Nokia phone. So uh, it never broke. It, yeah, you can, <laughs> those things can't. Probably, I, I, my grandma, she had one, and she oh, yeah. just gave it to me, at, uh, like you know, ten years ago, however long, however long it was. Hmm. And yeah, it's like if it, outside of the fact that it's not charged, it still works. It, yeah, yeah, it's a, a really reliable phone. They last a long time. Yeah, 
Actually, a few few weeks ago, I was cleaning up one of my my drawer chests mm. and came across a good old three three one zero, and gracefully placed next to it was the charger. Perfect. I was like, yeah, 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 perfect. <laughs> Let's try this. So plugged it in, turned it on, didn't turn on. Oh, I'm like shit. Okay, damn. Um, <laughs> so I just left it overnight. It was charging. I was like, maybe the battery is like completely yeah. drained. Yeah. I come to it and uh, next morning I was like, oh yes, it's it's charged. Turn it on. See that good old uh, old school LCD. Yeah. With a Nokia Shaking Hands logo come in. <laughs> oh, I'm just like. The memories. Yes. It's back. <laughs> Safe to say the battery is pretty short because as soon as I unplugged it, it died. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Oh uh, well, it's, it's kind but of it's understandable. Alive. Yeah. You can't really do that with an iPhone. I mean, no. it hasn't really been long enough to, to try it, I guess. Uh, so Angus also had a PlayStation 1. That must have been from his parents because I feel like he's a bit too young for that. <laughs> um, technology has come really far, hasn't it? Really it really has. And in a, such a short period of time. Yeah. Even, uh, well, we sound old saying that, <laughs> even though we're like 20s. But yeah, even, yeah, see, that's just a proof of how far it's come in, in our lifetime already. We've mm. seen change. I can't like, imagine. When was the first iPhone invented? Uh, 2007, I think. Like, that is such... Like, the, and now, you know, we're, now we're at 2007. a stage... 2007. Yep. Like, we're at a stage where, you know, the first iPhone was this small, very thick kind of phone. And now we're, <clears> you know... <throat> and now uh, it's a big, thin phone. Big, thin phone that's super expensive. <laughs> Don't remind me. Uh... But like, yeah, I want, one, what I've always wondered is where do you think technology is going to go? I think that is almost impossible mm. it is. question to answer. I think, I think there's, it's definitely going to go in the direction that would be beneficial for us. Mm. Definitely beneficial for us, but that doesn't go without having its definite dangers. <laughs> yeah, as we discussed in the uh, artificial yeah. intelligence episode. Yes, indeed. So it's going to be interesting. Um, time can only tell. Yeah, definitely. And that's it for yeah. episode 11 of the TechSphere. Oh, Thank you for joining down. us in our, our, um, in our, our double digits episodes. Double digits. We're finally there. We finally made it. Apologize yes. for any uh, large breaks in between episodes, <laughs> but yeah. good things take time. Yeah, so thank you for listening. Hope yep. to see. Hope to. Well, we can't see you, but hope to uh, catch you around in the next one. Yes. And uh, yeah, I'm Andrew, and I'm Harry, and this was the Shakespeare. Bye. Doom, doom.